You were going to say something just before what? I, just as I hit record. What cup do you have today? Oh, I forgot my coffee. I have my water, always the same one. So if I can't drink from a straw, still recovering from some aggressive dental work. I have, look at this one. This is like a beautiful mug. You had um, shoes that match that. Mm -hmm. I still do. I have like many things. You can't have too much animal print as I far as a bra. I don't have any animal print, I don't think. Oh, no, this one doesn't have any animal print on it. Ooh. My underwear do. Okay, thanks for that. Well, do you have pants on? Let's clarify. I do. You have pants on. We are recording. Yeah. You made a public statement yesterday that you do not wear pants during the <laughs> recording sessions on Zoom. Not always. Not always. And well, I, I know this about you, young lady. You don't have to wear pants. And I no, took my pants off. To. I just didn't know that them. you didn't. I, it, I took them off to wash them because I was like, oh, yeah. Do you have more wash. pants? Can you, is it, is it like sheets where you have to take your sheets off the bed, wash them, dry them and get them on the bed in the same day cycle? No, I used to, I used to do that. Now I have two sets of sheets that yeah. I just. So do you change. have two pairs of pants? I <laughs> take one pair of pants and put it in the laundry. Okay. So you've never done a Zoom call where you haven't had no. pants on? No. Like I have underwear on. No, I, no. <laughs> No, never. Oh gosh. I don't wear underwear. We you know what? <laughs> She's a commando girl. What? No. Kim doesn't wear underwear and I don't wear pants. <laughs> oh my god, we're weird. Uh no, I've never not I mean I've I've done Zoom calls without a bra, but not topless. <laughs> I haven't been topless. <laughs> oh God. I always, I like to be locked and loaded. If I'm yeah. not wearing a bra, I have to have my uh, bra 30 tank top that just hugs everything. Holds oh, yeah. the girl in position. See, I like, I, I, I think I have like sensory stuff on my skin because um, I like, I don't like anything touching my skin most times. So you're naked most of the time? Well, I'm naked under my clothes. I know. <laughs> I am too. I don't want to admit. No, it right I do, now. and uh, that's the same reason why I don't wear leggings. I even like the um, like the skinny pants. I know I haven't transitioned to the straight leg, but you know what, girl, girl, girl. Let's just back up the bus. Fashion is not about. I know, I know, but there trends. are trends. It's about who you are and your fashion yes. statement. Yes, but the, at some points you feel outdated. <laughs> I don't feel outdated. I'm just saying, like, even the jegging kind of jeans, like, by the end of the day, my skin is, like, gets irritated. So I like mm -hmm. to be, I like to wear, at the end of the day or whatever lounge, I like to wear really baggy shorts mm -hmm. um, and really loose, comfortable, soft, very oversized, either T-shirt or sweatshirt. Because I don't like any, yeah, I think I have sensory stuff. On my skin. Maybe you do, and that's fine. I I like to wear passion killers. That's what I call my boxer short. Um, and uh, and a, like I like a huggy tank top. That's it. But uh, I don't well, wear. You need big girls. They need to. Right. Yes, I used to have big girls. <laughs> I got a really funny story. Do share. Do share. You guys, we're coming. Uh, we're coming in hot. We're coming in hot about boobs. Yeah, um, boobs. My so I was a fairly big breasted gal, and uh, after I had 
breasts. I said breasts, not tit. <laughs> You're the tits, girl. You're the tits. You're the tits. Um, and uh, I was just trying to think. I so anyway. I so I had I had breast cancer and I had a single mastectomy. And like I just referred to, I like to be braless, but I, before I had a reduction on the remaining breast, I was still fairly large. And it was very like when I went braless with just one breast, it's very like awkward because you don't have both breasts hanging. There's just like, right. So anyway, so I didn't really go like, I wouldn't like when we're camping or whatever with the grandkids around, I wouldn't really go braless, right? Or like when I wake up in the morning, I'd put my bra on right away and then put my shirt back on. So everything looks normal. Well, one morning my young granddaughter was in our trailer with us and I was sitting on the edge of the bed and I hadn't changed. I hadn't put a bra on and she's like, Grammy, what's wrong with your boob? She goes, your boob is falling. And Girl, you ain't wrong. My boob is falling. Why is it so low? <laughs> what are we comparing it to, dear? Like what are we comparing it to? Oh, my God. No, she would have been older than that because she's 15 now. And it, yeah, she would have been 10, 9 or 10. Oh, my God. I never laughed so hard. Oh, my Lord. Right? Don't worry about what happens to boobs when they get older. But, like, because with both of them, you don't really notice, right? But there's this, this odd... And they're both just uncomfortable. Yeah, it's yeah, not, anyway. I can't imagine, like, yeah, just one. One, yeah. Because it's, like... like so I, I got mean, a reduction, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, with... um, Yeah, like, losing any body part, you would yeah. feel off... Feel off balance. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what we uh, wanted to start the show with today, but now you know a little bit about our uh, boobs and our comfort level in our skin. <laughs> Kathy likes wearing, what did you call them? Boner killers? No. <laughs> What'd you call them? Well, you know what? They they weren't. Passion killers? They weren't, they weren't boner killers. killers. I just called them passion killers. They passion were. Killers. I look as cute as a button in my I bet you boner do. killers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thanks. Thanks. Bunch of I, I think I can I can I don't need pants to be a <laughs> for that. <laughs> that could be a whole other segment. A yeah. whole other segment. Um okay, so they're they're uh what else is new? Let's do a quick recap. Um oh my gosh. Okay, well well it's been two weeks, right? Yeah. And um oh gosh, what is new? Uh, I have, I start school today. You were away. Boring. I know it's not boring, but I, I have a class and I'm excited about it. I am. Too. I am. Um, what's the school on? Sorry. What's the class? It's called D school, death school. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's my third, my third, uh, program that I've taken regarding end of life. Um, and just being a doula and helping people. I love that. it. I love it. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm really looking forward to it because it's, uh, it's being put on by Martha Jo Atkins and she's, I shared her Ted talk actually on, on Instagram. And if you follow me on Instagram, click it. It's like, it's short. It's like 12, just over 12 minutes. And it's just a powerful, like little uh, video. Do you know on this day and age, 12 minutes on a video is long. Yeah, I know, but it's not that long. Okay, get over it. Not that long it. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Listen to it. Listen to it. Anyway. Okay, listen to it. Um, well, that's exciting. I didn't know. I just thought that I just know that you've been taking all the courses. I didn't realize it was a new one. 
I each one has led me to the next, the next. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. You're gonna so, be like well, a PhD in death. Do that. <laughs> you know, I, I just find it fascinating and John led me to this place and I'm grateful and I'm doing it. Uh, it's like, I kind of think about it. It's like a, le a legacy project that was, um, well, it came out of the experience. So I'm, and you know, I've gotten to work with a few people just uh, like on a beginning kind of, through, and it's just beautiful. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, what about you? What have you done in the last couple of weeks? My you know dear? what? I think last time we talked, we talked about me being away. I've been home for a couple of weeks now. I had oh, some I major. Like always away. I know, right? Somebody said that. So I said to my friend, I was messaging her, one of my friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, my friends. <laughs> and she's like, your life looks so, She, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I need a lifestyle intervention. These days and nights are killing me. And she goes, your life looks it looks fabulous. You're always going places, doing things. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I am going away three more times in the next six weeks. <laughs> You're busy, girl. But anyway, I had this like uh, dental stuff going on. It's been a week and I'm still, so I'm kind of talking weird. I can only eat like mushy stuff. Um, so I'm kind of miserable. I start off good in the day and on a roof by the three o'clock, I get a headache and I'm kind of miserable. <coughs> I woke up about 4 a.m. and my this side of my jaw was really throbbing where they yeah. put the implants in. So there's just some healing work going on on the inside physically. Well, you're not as swollen. You're still a little bit swollen, little but bit you're not as here. swollen. Yeah. Oh, man, you were really swollen the other day. So it's really only been like, Kim, it's only been two days. No, Monday. Today's Friday. That's four days. Really? It feels like way longer. Yeah. Okay. Four days. Uh, yes. Days. As we get older, it takes a little longer for our body to heal. And there was a lot of like, tra like I have a lot of um, anxiety. I don't like, you know, I say PTSD, but I shouldn't, I shouldn't use it as casually as I do because it's a legit diagnosis for people. But if it but feels like a, trauma, it's a trauma. I have a lot of medical anxiety now around, um, things in hurting you poking you procedures all that kind of stuff so oh, yeah. um, it was because there was an unexpected part where i had to get another tooth removed and it was quite miserable and angry and so anyway so so and that side's not even as bad as the other side no i know so i'm just kind of recovering from that i got stitches all in my mouth and i'm um, trying not to sound like i'm drunk all the time slurring you, my words you sound you actually are not, you're not slurring as much as you did before so I don't know. Maybe you're getting used to having a whole bunch of stuff in your mouth. And I just want to also note that our uh, our mastermind that we invest in um, last year we did it and we did it again this year st started yesterday. It was big and uh, there's a couple on there. They are intimacy coaches. So they are sex so therapists. So we can talk about our pants. And I'm like, ooh, they got, they got stuff, they got courses and oh, so we should have them on. Can't we yes. have them on? Yeah, sure. They would love to come on. So, um, anyway, see. so I'm really excited to get to know them. That really attracts me. And, uh, because uh, intimacy is more than, you know, yes, but, the, but it, yes, intimacy is more than just sex, physical. It's, it's to create the intimacy is to create the best sex ever. That's their. Okay. So, well, when are really we having a month? I want to learn. All, it, it might be a little bit late for me, but I, I'm all about learning. Right. 
It's not about you. It's about our listeners. I know, but why can't I learn? You and be you. sad and we sad. Have coming on in two weeks that we're really excited about. Oh, yes, we are. Yes, yes we, we have. have one this morning. Although she did say to me, "Oh, I thought it was in-person recording." I said, "Sure." I said, "Well, I mean, if you want to be our tech person at the same time, you're welcome to." Yeah, you don't want to do that. She doesn't want to do that. Uh, she said she'd be happy to help us yeah. with that. But we'll just do our regular stuff. So yes, we are going to have, we'll have some guests coming course. up. Well, not our first guest. We've had a guest before. Yeah, we've had a few guests. Um, in terms of like fashion, okay, I just want to touch on fashion before we, these are all our like, you know, water cooler talks. Before we dive into something, I do have a lot to say today about something. Oh, whoa, she, what? You have something to say today? Okay, let's go, girl. Let's go. So my water cooler talk about fashion. Okay, I've been watching some of our, uh, some of our favorite boutiques um, mm-hmm. do uh, their show show and tells or whatever they call them different things I, i've there's a few boutiques i like now yes and, yes uh, broaden your horizons well i have a few others that i do watch online that they're online boutiques oh, uh one's yeah. i think porcupine the other I know. One's yeah, porcupine and, place. Mm-hmm. and uh then a couple of local ones anyway the one thing that i am seeing across the board is long denim skirts okay you know what that denim skirt has like was in the fall too. Like it's been around for a bit. Like, and I, and I looked at it and I was like, Ooh, should I get it? Cause I have some online stores that I yeah, follow too. It. And I was like, Oh, should I get it? What I, and yeah, I'm kind of intrigued. I do remember wearing them back in the day and you had, you wore yours when you were homeschooled. Reminds me of that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I instantly went back and I was like, I used to wear those during homeschooling years, the years that I homeschooled, me and all my religious lady friends. Yeah, wearing Birkenstocks and like a sensible sweater. Uh, Yeah, put your hair in a bun. Uh, No, I never put my hair in a bun. I had long uh, hair. But um, anyway, I'm like, do I go back? Can I rock the long denim skirt and not feel like a homeschooler? I feel like I could rock it. I feel like I could. I think you could too. I feel like we should just, we need to just step out and see what, what happens. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I think it'll look fine. I'm just like, I'm wondering if it'll make me feel like a young mom homeschooling my kids. Again. Oh, well, if it does, I'd go for it. You want to feel young. You just think of all the things you can do that you can't do now. <laughs> I don't want to go back. I do not want to go back and be a young mom. Nope. I wouldn't. You know, if I were to go, if I were to be able to choose, what age would you choose to be? If you could choose to kind of like stay in, I mean, there's ages we haven't been yet, so it's hard to say that way, but. You know, that very profound question. question. I can't even talk right now. Um, I would be where I am. I love the age I am. I, uh, would I change circumstances? Yes. But I love, uh, I did a thing on age today. I did a post um, on like age is a number and it's like yeah okay i'm 62 in my 63rd year like that's oh i think i saw that post i love the picture good picture yeah and um what i said was like ask me about my life like ask me Mm. you know how many how many belly laughs i've had how many trips i've taken ask me like i got a life that i can share with you and i i it, it was just like i'm very happy at the age i am uh and you know, the cracks and the rolls and the, you know, the limping. <laughs> that is a life well lived. I have lived 
very like I've had a good a good go and uh, I have no regrets. So I'm looking very forward to what is ahead. Um, but and I want to like again take care of my body and be um, the the best version of myself. And that isn't and there's no restriction about food or anything like that. But I think that it's really important to incorporate vegetables and fruit and protein, not just have um, like conversation has gone. I know mixed nuts. I like, so I'm happy being 62. What about you? (laughs) For me, it's a whole thing, Kim. It's not just like, Oh, I'm I'm not answer the question. I did answer the question. Yeah, you did. And you added a lot. I could just, uh, thank you, Kathy. Listen, asshole. Yeah. Okay. You just call me an asshole. Listen, 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 Linda. My grandson calls me that now. Listen, Linda. Yeah, girl, go, go shoot. Um, What age do you wish you were? You know, I would say that the best. Can I interject before you answer? Yeah. Of course. I do. I know. I know. After my answer, you probably wish you were 62. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I, you know what, in some way, my best years so far, okay, there's different. If I could, no, I'm not going to talk about my best years. I loved uh, my 40s. And so for the women that are not yet there yet that listen, I found my 40s, although still racked with some shit I'm working out. Like, yep. I get that. But I love the freedom my 40s brought. The f- and so my 40s brought, yeah, such freedom from the entrapment, the psychological entrapments of youth, <coughs> as well as some financial freedom and some freedom yeah. of time and being able to pursue you know, things, especially if you've been a mom for your twenties and thirties, you know, your life is dedicated to that. So for me, I, I would like f- time capsule my forties. My fifties so far have been deep. Mm. They are, they are deep. These were good. I had a good time. They, in they are deep. My fifties, I wouldn't say they've been, I wouldn't say I would want them again because they have been deep, which produces good stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's harder. Yeah. But I, I was just curious. Yeah. It's, isn't I would it not want to be in my twenties again, ever. Not even my thirties. I don't think. No, I don't. I don't want to go back. Like each each um, decade or each snapshot of a year, um, there's been something amazing happen, and I think like, okay, I can say sixty two, which could be like, oh my gosh, she's just said sixty two. Like, look at what happened. Well, I was sixty one when John died, but. Um, I can't can't even say like it was the worst year of my life. It was the hardest year, but it wasn't the worst. So I, yeah. yeah, And I think that, um, you know, everything, like when you said that, like, oh my gosh, it was my fifties. My fifties was when I just like came into my own. I was in a career that I loved and I excelled at and I was working with my husband and we had a really good time. Uh, yeah, I think that's the forties with me like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, um, it was, there was a lot of freedom and a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that too. That's, yeah, it's interesting. Same experiences. I want us to say something that something that's hit me and maybe this, the topic today is going to be different 
because we oh, seem to be already right. traveling in this topic. <laughs> well, we're already here, so I love the the depth of it. But you said, and you said <coughs> before that this last year or this the year past mm-hmm. was not the worst year, but it was definitely the hardest year. And so it made me think in that second because I've heard you say this numerous times. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think that people equate hard with horrible? Not always, I don't think. Um, but maybe. most people would say it would have been their worst year. Yeah. Um, or the worst, I don't mean horrible, sorry. I mean the worst thing that happened versus the hardest thing. And really the fine line between the, the difference between describing something as the worst thing versus the hardest thing. And I can I, I'll, I'll kind of circle back to that. It's like, okay, the worst thing ever in my life was losing John, that thing, that moment in time, Yeah. not the year. Okay. The year was full of, uh, and I'm not gonna lie, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of yep. ache, there was a lot of crying, there was a lot of emotion. hard, yeah. Yeah, and it was really hard, but there was, I did things I've never done before. Uh, I, I I never would have had to. Uh, I've learned things, I'm. I found my, my niche, my passion, my purpose. Um, and I, I don't think I would have found this had I not gone through what I went through. And it's not like, and I always say that he continues to teach me in death, like he taught me in life. Like I'm a forever learner, but, um, no, the, the, the worst month of my life would have been January, 2023. That would have been the worst month. I can't say that, but again, even in that, it wasn't all bad. It was just really painful. Yeah. That that's, that's what I, that, and that to me shows the, sorry, my dog is barking in the back. And now one's outside. My dog is sleeping, getting ready for his W-A-L-K. If you need your dog walked, you should check out dog jobs because they're amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think that that really speaks to, um, a mindset or a philosophy or something like some kind of like uh, instinct in you that maybe some people lose along the way is that even though it can be the worst experience, right? Um, the way you the way you navigated through it and calling it the hardest versus the like having yeah. that worst moment. I'm getting hot. Oh, but the, the, the hardest year, I think that that, that slight shift in looking at the experience, whatever experience, whether it's the loss of a loved one, changing of careers, um, you know, a dissolution of marriage, like all, whatever we consider bad things or hard things, um, looking at them as hard things, but not the worst things really helps to be like, okay, like. That whole, you know, Glennon Doyle, I can do hard things movement. But really, you know, you've had, you've had um, this past year. Um, and I know everybody's had hard thing moments, but this past year, it's fresh for you, right? Doing the hard things. Well, and let's go to you. Like, I think, okay, so when we think about my experience, you went through a devastating uh, diagnosis. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, and yeah. It was like not, it was not, uh, it was, it was over a period of time. Right? Yeah. Like you go through quite a bit, like your experience with cancer and my experience with cancer. Mine was like a blip on the screen. 
Yours was not. Yeah, because that treatment, I had nasty treatment. Yeah, like exactly. So when you look at that, how would you define that? That time in my life, definitely hard. I'm just trying to think, would I? I, I might say that that was the worst. Yeah. I, but yet. 100% fair. That, again, we're not comparing. We're no, not no, comparing. no. But I, I'm looking like at my own experiences in, yeah, life, totally. in the lifetime. Yep. Um, was it the worst thing ever? Here's the thing. things There can always be worse things. This is what I've realized. Totally. <laughs> but, but, but in that, let's not. We would. That the key here is not to compare it to like, oh my gosh, I had this moment in time and it was like, I think it was the worst, but uh, you know what? There might be something worse coming. You know what though, Kathy? I remember vividly going through, struggling and going through <coughs> the process um, and thinking to myself, the moments of like, oh my God, like blah, blah, blah. I can't believe this is happening to realizing that there are, like, I, I would use that. There are worse things. There are children that are going through that. There are children that are going through disease that is, uh, you know, they can't comprehend and go through these horrible physical experiences. So I did use that as ways to um, help, help cope and redefine the moments that felt. Yeah, and, and I, I like, for me, I always think, yeah, for sure, you can look at that. There's um, a thing in... <clears throat> the grief recovery method where it talks about like how we compare things, like how we minimize uh, mm -hmm. what we do. And it is, I, I feel like just you, you saying it is like, it is a way of coping because sure. the reality of what we're going through can be so devastating and so hard <clears throat> and feel like the worst moment in our lives. So it's like, okay, I think our brains are geared to, okay, how do I make this better for me? Right. And, yeah, looking right? for, yes, 100%. And yeah. like, cause they, they use the adage of like, you know, um, say you, uh, you know, you don't have shoes and then you're told, well, what, just think about the man who has no feet. Oh, so yeah. you're like, oh, for crying out loud, I shouldn't yeah. be whining cause I don't have shoes. That guy doesn't have any feet. And it's like, you know, I think the ability to sit and I know, um, for me, uh, because of everything that I had learned and I actually, uh, the devastating loss of John did not give me the, I did not have the freedom to, um, not feel because I, I, I there was no way I wasn't going to feel it. Like it wouldn't have mattered if I had any education, yeah. I was going to feel it, yeah, yeah. but I did have my coping mechanisms, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because, like with you, like, I can't even imagine. I have no idea what it's like to have gone through what you went through and how you coped with it to make it like just a little bit easier to get through. Right. Girl, that's fair. Like it gets us to where to the next step. To the next step. That's what I mean. Like for me, it got me out of that. Oh, poor me. If I, if ever my brain was going down this, <laughs> oh, poor me, I'd be like, wait a sec. There are, and not to take away from what I was going through, but also realizing that it's not the worst thing in the world. There are, there yeah. are bigger tragedies than, and certainly there was a, a lot of uncertainty, you know, with the future and things like that. But same with you after John passed, you probably had a lot of uncertainty. Well, and, and it's, 
It's fair yeah. to actually, to all those people out there, yeah. it's fair to actually sit in a moment where you feel like, why me? Like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Like there's, yeah. there's going to be moments like that. And then uh, the only thing I can, um, I can't even, it's not even the same thing, but I can, I'll share. One of the things that I was doing when John was in the hospital and we knew he was dying and it was very apparent is I, I would be jumping, my brain would be jumping to planning oh. what's happening, what happens when he dies. Like uh, I got to do a celebration of life and like, oh my gosh, I have to have a conversation. What does he want? He didn't care. He wasn't going to be there. Like it didn't matter to him. He didn't want anything. And I, I had to stop myself and go, he's here like stop running to the end yeah but because it was i had to plan like if i i felt like if i had an idea of what to expect which you don't i know you try but your brain tries your brain tries to find that that safety and that reassurance that yeah i I remember doing that i remember searching through stories of people that had similar situations and and just like ravishing their information to see an outcome or to be able to connect with an outcome that was positive. I could feel my subconscious doing that. And in fact, I had to remove myself from many of the um, kind of (coughs) groups surrounding breast cancer because I found myself in that, like trying to find those future moments that would help ground me and reassure my crazy nervous system that was like what the fuck is happening well and i think you have to protect your you have to protect yourself and put yourself in an environment where um where it actually does feed you and gives you what you need because it's the same thing like being in a in a widow group you're like okay um is it all death and no life these guys and yeah what am i i'm a death jewel i'm gonna talk about death i'm gonna but i in a way different um, vein, but it can be really difficult when you're surrounded by people and and widows or widowers who, who have experienced devastating loss and just can't pick up their bootstraps, which they can't, they, they're, they're having a really hard time moving through it. And it's like, I have empathy for them and I got education for them. I can help them, but it's like, you got, they, it's something that you have to go through, but it didn't, serve me and i i felt like exactly like you you go you, you end up getting immersed in that like attracts like so if we're all going to be together and just being like oh i hate my life i can't move forward it's i don't know how to do thing ever it. yeah yeah i'm like no i gotta i have to be i have to go where their light is i i have to be and, and here's the thing i have to be with people and we can talk a little bit about friendship here um i have to be with people that fill my cup and I can fill theirs and are going to sit with me, uh, in the hard stuff and in the fun stuff and all of that, uh, see me, but also not just go, okay, well, this is, this is fine. Kath, you can just stay here. Oh Um, yeah. (laughs) No, I, like I have you as a friend who you have never once said to me, you can't stay here, but you've always listened. You have never pushed to go. You can't feel that, but somehow in the, process and that is what's really critical is being able to talk through the feeling and then you just you you move on to the next one you don't hold on to anything so having good people around you is vital i think right 
Yeah, I mean, and that, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know that. Well, I, sh- I haven't experienced that. <laughs> Coffee just came through my nose. Sorry, I don't mean, I don't mean good people. That's not what I meant. I haven't experienced good people. That is not what I meant. I meant like, I don't know that there is people that would. Is there people that help you stay in the same spot? That need for that that drive to survive and that survival. You, you can you can associate with people who um, are stuck, and if you're stuck, you 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 know when think about this. Um, yeah, this suppose, is, this is when like when you're younger or whatever. Uh, maybe not at our age and stage, but um, where like attracts like. Yeah. And let's just use a work environment where you're like just the boss is just an asshole, and so you get with Susie who totally agrees with you and you just, it, you feed. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. You just feed that. Like a, yeah. yeah, like this this horrible thing that grows. Yeah. It, there doesn't even have to be a whole lot of validity to the conversation. Yeah. It just grows. So then you get more people. And what if somebody in the midst of the group doesn't agree with you? Well, we're not, you don't know anything. It's like, it's just, it just becomes this thing that it's not. Yeah. But you get stuck there and it's really comfortable. And for some of us, we get stuck there and we don't grow. Yeah. We don't look in the mirror and go, hey, yeah, maybe yeah. I have something to do with this. The boss really isn't an asshole. I just haven't been doing my job. Weird analogy, but been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Oh. I'm not that person anymore. No, I know. Yeah, I hear what you're saying now. Now I, I, I get it. I'm like... I'm like, who would? Who you smell would... what I'm stepping in? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I've never heard that. You smell what I'm stepping in. I've heard the, you picking up what I'm laying down. <laughs> but um, yes, I smell the shit you're stepping in. Oh, wait. <laughs> that what you mean? Yeah. Dog poop or whatever. Yeah. The poop. Anyway, the poop. it was just an interesting conversation about, and I just wrote something down. It's not the worst, it's just the hardest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a nice little reminder. That's for what <laughs> Always comes back to sex. Oh gosh, it's the old widow in me. Yeah, I can make. I I was like, oh, it's the nine-year-old boys in us. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totes, totes, my goats. What was I going to say? Oh, I was. What I was trying to say was something poignant, like for those that are listening that that are finding themselves in. Uh, in a worst moment or worst time or going through something that um, they wish they weren't uh, just this. I think this would be a very encouraging episode as a reminder um, to reframe that as it's not the worst thing. It's just the hardest thing I've experienced so far. Yeah. And it I is think it's real encouraging for right now. Well, and you know, the other thing too, is just knowing that, you know, that this too shall pass. Uh, And when you're in the, the heat of the moment in the, the, the depth of pain, the, just the worst of it, that isn't something that you want somebody to say to you. Mm -hmm. You're like, and I would otherwise just, just don't, don't say anything. Just listen to, but understanding that just like joyful happy moments in in time yeah they pass and we move on to the next one and it's interesting because you'll you'll see people 
out there and I'm, I'm going to refer to death here, but it's like someone dies and uh, you're sitting there and you, you read a post or you read an article, you read a book and it's like everyone just keeps on living. It's like life just goes on. And it's like the truth is life does go on. It doesn't even your life goes on. You may like you're getting up. You may, may not want to get up. You may not. None of those things. But life does go on even after the person that you love the most in the world takes their last breath. And it doesn't, it's going to be hard. It's going to feel like the worst. It's going to be. That was one thing that was hard for me to come to terms with um, going through treatment is it took me out of parts of my life that brought a lot of joy. And for the people that were still in that life, watching through the window, if you will, yeah, them, them living their life, as they should be, mm-hmm. um, but me not being able to participate for whatever reasons, whether they were my own limitations or that of my current physical state uh, or emotional state, um, that was that was that was those were hard moments for sure. Yes, and and, and took some deep, deep, deep work to oh release that and not make it like not make it about them. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it's okay to actually feel really sad or even I put it out there, but it can be jealous. Like, it's like, Oh my gosh, they are doing that. Well, I'm sitting here and I can't do that. I used to be able to do that, but I can't and holding, holding space for that and allow yourself to feel what you feel so that you can move through it. And that that's, that is devastating. I can't imagine because again, you were a woman and you still are like you picked up your, your running shoes, your togs. And you just like, once you moved through one of the most devastating things that happened in your life, you've hit the ground running and you're a living life. Uh, well, and I didn't know you before this. Be I, clear, I don't run anymore. I'm, okay. But you're walking at a brisk pace. <laughs> Okay, you're sauntering through life really with a lot of energy. Okay, <laughs> Kimberly, but but you grabbed life by the lapels, and you're like, I am gonna live. And is that what happens? Like, gosh, this could be so profound. When you think you go through a traumatic life event, is that what happens to us when we go? I am going to live life. And I'm going to feel it and I'm going to love it and I'm going to appreciate it. Is that what happens to us or is it just age? maybe I think for me in, in terms of um, how cancer shifted my relationships and experiences, um, I did lose some. Okay. So in some cases I was able to really see the communities that I was involved with that I can no longer, and the friendships that I built there, I could let that, I, I started to come to terms with, like they were complete, they were done and complete, obviously. And this shift in my life, um, every time I tried to get back into it, I just would run into problems and finally letting go, but also not making it about the friends in there. Like just really yeah. still being able to main, not maintain the friend, let the friendships change, let the relationships change as they needed to with. And so I was able to do that with everyone except for one. And not in that group, but in a per, in a very, very personal relationship. And so um, I think that there is some, so that that's some growth and healing as well is understanding that those things that I was part of 
the, the, when, when I got cancer and went through treatment, it shifted how I was able to participate in some things, which changed the relationships. And that was okay. That ended up being okay for me. I grieved it. I lamented it because those were things that I had great experiences, but oh. it, I didn't, I didn't hold it against the people in there as in that's so mature. That's so right. mature. Um, I did, I did, I did with one person, but not in that particular group, not in those groups, but in different ways. But it's just interesting how these events in our lives create a catalyst um, for shifts and changes. And sometimes mm -hmm. we don't want to let go and oh. we hang on and hang on and hang on. And we try to keep that thing going, whatever that was. And it doesn't line up. And it doesn't line up. And so it is no. definitely an interesting shift. Anyway, it I think is. we should land the plane soon. It's been oh man, this we could be going into so many things because uh, yeah, it's it's true. You I, lose I didn't even talk about what I wanted to talk about, but that's okay. I'm going to do it on so my okay. own podcast. We can yes, for sure, okay. your own podcast, your own podcast. No, I mean like my podcast with my husband. Yeah, yeah, yo, whatever you do, what you do, but um, but yeah, I you and I need to have the conversation too. Yeah, and you know what's what's interesting to me. <laughs> is knowing that when you when you go through uh, now I'm cold when you go through a a life changing event uh, a lot oftentimes you do lose friends uh, friends will yeah. not come along with you it's too hard and I've said this numerous times it is really hard to be friends with a grieving person because you never know what you're gonna get you you're it's gonna be up down it might be all in one thing um and it can, it can be really hard like i'm not, i'm not gonna lie i i can be difficult you never know what you're gonna get and i, no, I, I think that's the problem I, I think if it's if it's the stag <laughs> if you're not if you're not though but if you're not the kind of person who can deal with that kind of motion you're like no i i i'm sorry and i it's fine you you i i respect that yeah i, totally, <laughs> I can handle it I know you totally can. You were like amazing. Um, you helped me through. No, but, but here's the thing is that for me to like, for a friendship to continue to grow and bloom, there needs to be evolution on both sides. Mm -hmm. So if you stayed in a place with, and this is not me judging you. This is just like, if you, you, your, your, if you didn't have any forward energy or future energy thought, you would not our relationship wouldn't stay building. We might no. come together. You might feel supported by me in a moment and I might feel connected to you in those moments, but that level of energy, if I'm not in that same low energy with you, that level yeah. of energy will eventually, you won't, it'll be too much for you. And you know what I You're think is matching so... it. And same with me. Yeah. I think what's so beautiful too is just to let people know out there I don't know what is, this is, um, I know it's, it's energy. It's a lot of energy, energy. It's <laughs> a hot flash. just so that people know that, um, even if you've gone through, like uh, when you went through cancer, when I went through losing John, we can still be there for people. Yes. yes, we, yes. Are, we, we don't shut down, um, people who are experiencing loss of whatever it is. Um, we can still be there for other people and and in that it's it's actually quite beautiful and helpful and there's so 
that's that. We can we can be there for each other no matter what, as long as you can. You have the capacity, I guess. Yeah. So landing the plane. Landing the plane for the second time this is our second attempt to land the plane. <laughs> We're terrible. This is at a long it. one. This is a long one, but you know yeah. what? This is organically a good one. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So. Peace. peace out next week. Not next week, but two weeks. We have peace out, bitches. Oh no, I don't mean that. <laughs> we bitches. Yep. Now I got a song in my head. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Okay. All anyway. right. Another classy ending brought to you by <laughs> Mincastio. Okay. Bye. Me.